Thinking Liberty, episode 25. Welcome to Thinking Liberty, the podcast that explores lifestyles of freedom-minded individuals. Join us as we discuss work, hobbies, health, learning, and more while living a travel-orientated lifestyle. Be curious, be open, be inspired, be free. And now, here are your hosts, Zach and Sarah Varnell. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Thinking Liberty. We're coming to you still from our new house here in Atlanta. And as always, I'm Zach. And I'm Sarah. And we have an interesting episode for you guys this week. Um, we interviewed Heather Parody of The Weekly Parody, where she talks about entrepreneurship. Um, but before we dive into that, uh, we wanted to just give you our quick update. So... We've been here in Atlanta now for about a month at our new house. We're just been working on it, um, getting some things painted, getting some things fixed here and there. Nothing too big or catastrophic yet, we've discovered. But um, we're just still chugging along with the hopes of, you know, getting this place completely furnished, completely, you know, decorated to our taste and maybe put it on Airbnb here this year and start traveling again while maybe making a little bit of money on the side or paying for our mortgage that way. Yeah, and hopefully um, by the end of this, we'll have some good tips for you guys on how to do your own Airbnb if you're wanting to travel and do some experiences um, like that. So we'll hopefully be able to compile some information for you guys. But I think we're moving along pretty good. Um, Our initial estimate was sometime between six months to a year. And so we're a month in and we've got the bathroom's painted and updated a little bit, and we're working on the dining room, and Zach's been doing some stuff on the outside, and just ordered a pressure washer so he can start turning some other things into so clean magic Clean outside. everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting there, but um, it's an interesting process, and I'm excited to see how the house uh, really becomes ours, and uh, excited to have more people over um, and start hosting some stuff for the little bit that we're here. Um, we do have a couple of trips planned, um, that are in the works. No, like definite plans yet, but tentative plans. Yeah. No plane tickets bought, but we're working on Well, stuff. one of them's definite for you. You're definitely going to California for work. Yep. Whether or not that'll be more than a work trip or, you know, if we can turn it into something more for pleasure and for adventure remains to be seen. Yep. And then we have an Italy trip planned uh, for September, um, but we need to start making some more concrete plans on both of those. We should probably get on the ball for that one. But (laughs) yeah, so it'll be interesting to find out whether or not we can make it work for me to go to California as well and bring Ollie with us, or if it's just going to be a quick like turn and burn for Sarah. I'm hoping that we'll be able to make it work, but there's, you know, always externalities involved so we'll see (laughs) but anyway so to introduce this week's interview we have heather parody like um, sarah said earlier she focuses on entrepreneurship and mindset we talked a lot about how people can use entrepreneurship to give themselves more freedom in their lives and you know we focused on maybe the freedom to travel but she talked about also you know just the freedom to be able to live your life the way you want to on a day-to-day basis like Go to this conference. Go to that conference. Don't have to ask anybody permission to do it. Go pick up your kids from school. Yeah, or go to all your kids' softball games or whatever. Yeah. Um, not have to worry about 
missing anything because you have the freedom and the flexibility. Yeah, and you'll hear this in the interview, but you know, she's very hard worker, very dedicated to this, but she also is very adamant about enjoying the freedom that she's created for herself. So we both really like that. And I think that was one of the big things that Sarah really loved from this interview and one of the quotable moments even. Yeah. I mean, one thing that you tend to associate with entrepreneurship is, you know, you're creating your own business and your own career and your own um, goals from scratch, basically. And you're building this foundation of your future life. And it takes a lot of work. And you see a lot of times that a lot of people um, dedicate the majority of their weeks to this or even um, set the expectation that that's what you're supposed to do. If you're not spending, you know, 18 hours, that's a little bit absurd. If you're not spending, you know, 10 hours or 12 hours a day instead of eight hours a day at work, then you're not going to get your job off the ground. You're not going to get your self-started career off the ground we know some people where i would guess 18 hours is probably right (laughs) somehow they seem to never sleep maybe but um you know and they kind of set that as the expectation that if you're not working um more than you would at a normal job then you're not doing something right um so talking to her and getting her insight and also um you know she interviews a lot of entrepreneurs so uh she has you know some good wisdom so definitely check out her episodes as well but one thing she said is that it's important to keep in mind that if you're not enjoying the freedom that you're creating then what's the point and i loved that because yeah. that's you know what we try to make our lives about is getting ourselves to a position where we can do things we want to do and enjoy life and travel. And also, um, you know, it's important to have a connection to your family and your friends. And so trying to find that right balance is very important to us. And that's what we're working towards. And so it was just really cool to see how, you know, if you're not as fortunate as we are to both, you know, spouses have remote jobs where we can just pick up and go wherever we want to at any time, but we can also be here at home whenever we want. Um, you know, not everybody has that opportunity. So looking at it from if you want to be able to do that, but maybe your job doesn't sit well with remote work, maybe you can go and find your own thing and make your own career. Yeah, I've seen some people on Twitter, and maybe I shouldn't take too much stock in it since it is just Twitter, but people speaking from sort of the entrepreneurial mindset or claiming to be an authority on entrepreneurship, saying things like, don't celebrate this win too much, get back to grinding, or, you know, not to, you know, tune out too much that there's work to be done. And I just don't really understand that mindset too much. You know, what is the point in being an entrepreneur or working if you're just doing it for the sake of working? You know, there needs to be some goal in mind. And I think a good goal to have is to build more freedom for yourself and more freedom to travel, freedom to spend time with your family. And I think there's some really good lessons in this interview with Heather about that type of stuff. So let's go ahead and get into that interview with Heather Parody. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. We're really excited to talk with you. Um, so you have a your um, weekly parody podcast where you talk to different people about entrepreneurship and uh, their experiences and 
tips and information that they can provide people. Um, so we're really excited to look at this angle uh, from a travel lifestyle perspective because a lot of people, the excuse that they give is that they can't travel because they don't have the funds, they don't have the time. And uh, entrepreneurship can be a means for people to shift their lives so that they do have the time and they do have the means. So we're really excited to talk to you today. Absolutely. I'm so honored that you would ask me. Thank you. And I love the topic of travel. I think that is such an important uh, topic to explore. So I'm really excited that you guys are doing this on the, you know, in podcasting. That's exciting. Yeah, it's been a really fun journey so far and definitely inspires us to try to travel more than we already do. Um, So before we start asking you a lot of um, detailed questions about entrepreneurship, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Yeah, sure. Um, well, the podcast is really just exploring what I call kind of the entrepreneurial mindset, because I think a lot of people, you know, they hear the word entrepreneur and they just kind of, you know, disengage if they're not, if they don't consider themselves an entrepreneur or if they don't have a small business. But one thing that I've been learning, you know, through studying entrepreneurs is that there is so much you can learn and pull away and apply just to your everyday life based off of entrepreneurship. It has so much to do with, you know, discipline and grit and courage and trying new things. And um, there's just so many you know, key life lessons we can take away from entrepreneurship, you know, regardless if you're an entrepreneur or not. So the podcast just really explores that and tries to bring some of those key concepts um, to people who own businesses and people who don't. That's really cool. So I guess um, what you kind of take from it is that the skills and personality traits and habits of entrepreneurs can really be applied to anybody's life to improve it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, what kind of started it for me is I was in graduate school to become a therapist. And that's kind of around the time that I owned a small business and started getting into personal development and learning a lot about that. And I couldn't help every time I sat in front of a client, you know, during my internships and stuff like that, thinking, man, if I could just talk to them about entrepreneurship, so much of this stuff would help them in their situation, even, you know, like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Because like I said, a lot of the key concepts are things that are just life changing when you can just really grasp onto them. And um, yeah, I just became obsessed. It, It literally changed my life. I'll tell you, I mean, just the subject of entrepreneurship in the world of personal development, it it shifted so much of my own thinking and what I considered to be limitations and, you know, final things in my life that were set. I really started to understand that we were capable of a lot more than what we what we thought. And there were so many more options available to us than we consider. So that's really cool. Um, so I guess you kind of already answered my first question about what do you love about entrepreneurship? Um, it's just it kind of seems like this really general broad topic, but, you know, looking at your blog and your podcast episodes, um, you kind of get to see the more of the details of it instead of it being just a general thing. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I, I, when I see the word entrepreneur, when I think of entrepreneurs, I think of freedom. Um, it's a lot of, you know, it's glorified a lot. It's a lot of work, a lot of, um, not glamorous stuff. (laughs) It really is, but it equates freedom in the long term. And I think um, that's why people are so attracted to it. 
Yeah, I would totally agree with that freedom thing. And I think that's why, you know, we have spoken with a lot of um, travelers who, you know, quit their corporate jobs and became entrepreneurs and started trying to develop their own business or their own um, side hustles or whatever, um, so that they can travel more and explore more. Um, What are some of the surprising ways, um, if there are any, that you've seen people take to become an entrepreneur or what... uh, I guess, career choice did they use? Um, you know, I think almost every story surprises me because, you know, you, when you, when you go into, you know, just the job world and getting a regular nine to five or get a degree or whatever, um, it's already this established entity. So people already have their minds wrapped around what it is. They can define it, they can measure it. And so it's safe. I think what's interesting about entrepreneurs and you know, forgive me if I can't give you one example. It's just, they're all so interesting to me, but it's literally creating your own path and your own map. And so I have, you know, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they do a lot, a lot of things, you know, sometimes it's not just one product that they sell. It's a lot of services that they sell and they're more entrepreneurial than they are just in, you know, one defined niche, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs I talk to, they are creating products or services that haven't been done before that people haven't heard of very much. And so it's very innovative um, because you're literally having to generate something that hasn't been done before and do it in your own way. Or, you know, it may have been done before, but you're putting your own spin on it and it's, it's completely new. And so I think that's, what's so interesting about it. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, that does. And it actually makes me think of things too. Like, I mean, you're so right. Um, Zach will tell you, I talk about this episode in um, April all the time, uh, who became a travel photographer. And so she puts together tours where they travel um, and she takes people to cool places to take photos. And that's her um, side project that started out as a side project and is now like her main job. And um, that's the route she took for entrepreneurship. And it's just so cool to see how people can just create things off of one small idea and they create this big yeah. thing that can really take their lives in new and surprising directions. It, it's limitless. It is limitless. Uh, people, if you have a gift and a skill that you've really developed and you're passionate about, if you think creatively, you can make money doing it. And I mean, a lot of people get excited over that thought because they think, oh, you know, I have this gift and this talent. I can just go out and start making money. And you can. I mean, there is a huge side of work and a lot of seasons of, you know, struggle and grind and all of that. But those who hang in there, you can make money doing almost anything. And it's fascinating. I mean, people, there's so many online coaches who just get online and meet with people from all around the world and coach them through things or photographers and videographers. I mean, there's so much freelance work right now. Um, some of the work that I do with for people I've never met before and probably never will. And so the internet is just so powerful and so incredible of what it, you know, gives us an opportunity to do. So do you think this entrepreneurship is something that just people have or don't, or can basically anybody learn to become an entrepreneur? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. Wow. Um, Wow. Let me think about that for a sec. I think you can learn to become an entrepreneur. I don't know if you can learn to have a passion for it, if that makes sense. So I I believe, you know, you have, everybody has a different niche and passion that just fires them up. I mean, the thing that 
fires me up isn't going to fire you up and vice versa. That's what makes everybody so unique. And I think the level of passion that you have for something determines so much. And I think that's something you're born with. Now, you can be super fiery and passionate about something or have all these great ideas, but learning the discipline and the skill sets that entrepreneurs have is something that you can learn. But the driving you know, factor, if an entrepreneur is successful, that passion, that drive is something you're born with. So I guess to indirectly answer your question, I think the basis, the passion and the fire is something you're born with. And that's what's going to, you know, in the end, make you succeed and make you stand out from other people. But the skill sets is something you definitely have to learn. I mean, it's, there's so many skills that you can't just be fiery and passionate about something and succeed in it. You have to really hone in Mm -hmm. and learn so many things. Um, And that's something that can be developed. Absolutely. So what are some of those things? And are there certain personality traits that you think make people more likely to be able to be an entrepreneur or? Yeah, I think um, you have to be really good with either delegating and being willing to network and meet the right people to help you, or you have to be incredibly stubborn and a workaholic. Um, I think it has to be one of those two things because either you're going to have to put your head down and work for years, hours, miss parties and like just be a workaholic or you're going to have to be incredibly good and willing to delegate out and hire out because there's so much work involved in it. A lot of the um, skill sets that can really come into play is just consistency, just a soft skill. I mean, just being incredibly consistent. And then of course, you know, if you're running an online business, there's, it's ever changing. You have to stay on top of it. Um, there's so many technical things you have to learn and, you know, just keeping on top of social media and algorithms and all of that. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot. And, you know, again, that's what, that's why a lot of people quote, I hate using the word fail and that's another subject, but don't succeed at it is because there is constantly changing and there's so much to learn and it gets overwhelming. That's why I said you have to be either really dedicated and disciplined where you're going to work your tail off without seeing a lot of progress or, and or um, be willing to hire out and build a strong team. So, yeah, that makes sense. So from our perspective, you know, if people are wanting to start their own business or pursue their own passions so that they have the time to be able to travel more and kind of set life on their own schedule, uh, do you have any tips for how to set and maintain a work-life balance, even though, you know, you still need to put in a lot of work and effort into it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I kind of see it as it's, it, it depends so much if you're doing this by yourself and if you're married and you have kids. I have a husband and two small children, and luckily I married a guy who's super patient. Um, and so I kind of lucked out in that, that world. Um, one thing that, I mean, not saying that we haven't had our, um, you know, arguments and hard times because, because of just, you know, the lifestyle and the work that I put in. But when we started implementing meetings um, with each other, that helps so much just on a consistent basis, meet once a week for like 20 minutes and just talk about what's going on and look at the schedules and talk about what's working and what isn't set up date nights, small things like that. And I don't only just meet with my spouse, but I also meet I know it sounds silly, but meet, I meet with myself. I do it once a week as well, where I sit down 20 minutes with me and, you know, 
my schedule and my plan and I step back and I look at the bigger picture and I say, okay, am I being true to my values here? I say that my kids are important. Am I delegating time for my kids every week? Am I delegating time for my husband every week? And I think the most important, it's not a set of rules because everybody is so different of what they consider to be a healthy balance and not because, you know, people looking at my life, I get all the time, you work too much, but it works for me and it works for uh, my husband. So I think, just setting time to evaluate and kind of look at the bigger picture on a consistent basis is so important because I don't know about you guys, but I can, you know, start working and look up and a month has gone by and I'm like, where's this month gone? And being intentional with um, evaluating where you're at and if you're really doing what you say is important, you know, if being at your kids' ball games are important to you, look at your calendar. Did you go? You know, are you planning on going? Did you write it in? Stuff like that's really important. And um, also, I just I'm really passionate about taking care of your body. Um, if you're if you are <laughs> really not healthy, if you're sick, you cannot maintain this kind of schedule. And so, a lot of people say they're too busy to, you know, work out or to pray or meditate or whatever they do you're, you can't afford not to, you really can't. And so setting up a strong morning routine where you get up and you take some time for you and either go to the gym or read or journal or whatever that looks like for you, um, mentally and physically, we've got to take care of yourself because, um, you won't be able to sustain it. I mean, you may reach success, but if you're dead at 40, what's the point? You know, yeah, makes sense. So much good information there. Um, so other than some of the things you've already touched on, um, what are some of the challenges that people might overlook when they're making this decision to jump into entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say don't jump into it. Uh, I would say ease into it. Um, you don't really realize what you want until you just start doing it, and I think a lot of it sounds glamorous and it sounds like it would be just a great option. I mean, who doesn't want to quit their job and have the freedom and stuff? And I'm all about it. But um, until you start figuring out what works and what your niche is, I mean, I'm still discovering it. I've been in doing small business for about five years now, and I'm still just processing through so much and really honing in on what I want. Um, I would ease into it. I would start, you know, a little side hustle there's so much good content out there for, you know, side hustles and just start exploring that and bringing in an extra stream of income and deciding if this is something that you want to pursue full time. And if you have a steady stream coming in, if it's something that's realistic. And so I would say just not jumping in and really keeping your head in the game and being honest about numbers and being honest about what's really happening. But don't get, you know, and there's, there's a balance to that because you can't get too caught up in that either because, you have to have a little bit of guts to um, encourage to pursue it because it, you know, looking at it at the beginning, it doesn't make sense, but it is possible. All right. Now that I think we've uh, sufficiently scared everybody enough, (laughs) what are some of the, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) no, it's all right. (laughs) So what are some of the rewards that people would get from entrepreneurship? Say, you know, they're uh, getting a little bit successful and they want to maybe live this travel oriented lifestyle that we talk about so much here on the podcast. Do you think like, what could they expect to see from that? Complete, like I said earlier, freedom. Um, It feels really good to be able to see a conference online that you want to go to and book it and go to it and not have to ask somebody if you can. 
if, you know, my daughter needs to be picked up early or, you know, we want to take a vacation, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The freedom that it gives you to just have control over your life is incredible. Also, it gives you a sense of uh, creativity that I haven't been able to find, you know, working a regular job because I have complete freedom to create something that is reflective of me and the, you know, gift that I want to give this world. And so it's just, it's a very uh, satisfying work. It's incredibly satisfying because it's, it's authentic. It's true. It's you. It's an opportunity for you to really make the kind of impact that you want to make. I think I hear so often, you know, my friends and family who are frustrated in their jobs, they just say, I don't feel like there's purpose in this. I don't know if what I'm doing matters. Um, And with entrepreneurship, starting your small business, getting out there and doing your own thing, there is that satisfaction there that, yeah, I am doing something that matters. I am doing something that's important and I am making an impact. And so long-term, like legacy-wise, I think that's what's also really attractive about it. Well, I'm convinced. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you tell people who are maybe looking for their place, like what they would be good at and what they could actually do and be an entrepreneur in? Um, are they basically stuck with whatever they already happen to be doing in their work life? Or do you see people branching out more than that? Uh, I think, you know, I always use the analogy of like use the tools that are already in your hands. So taking just a really good assessment of what you're really good at and what you really like and what people normally come to you about. Um, what what have you noticed that uh, gets a lot of attention in your life? Is it is this certain skill set? Is it the way that you're able to relate to people? Is it the way that you're able to motivate? Are you really good with numbers? Looking at the tools that are already in your hand and what people are already coming to you for, um, I think is a really good indicator. I mean, of course, any skill set can be learned and developed. Um, but, you know, I always used to get frustrated because when I, you know, when you start out and you start reading all these books and everything, it always says, you know, what is your why? What is your why? What is your why? And I honest, I got so annoyed with that because I'm like, oh, can we talk about something else? But the reason I'm learning that people drive your why home and stuff that you're really excited about and stuff you really love is that's what kind of keeps you in the game when it gets hard. And, um, you know, what will keep you sitting through a, a class learning SEO is going to be that you really love what you do. <laughs> and it, it really excites you, you know, long term. And so, yeah, so looking at those tools you have and what really makes you happy and excited, um, that's a really good place to start. So we also talk a lot about remote work and me and Sarah are both lucky enough to work for a company here in Atlanta, both remotely where, you know, we've had a two year um RV trip around the country, working from our RV. That's so cool. And now, you know, we're just kind of working from our new house right now. Um, So kind of, do you see remote work being more prevalent than in-office work when it comes to entrepreneurship these days? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day and uh, we were talking about how within the next five, 10 years, we really believe it's going to be the norm remote, you know, people working remotely. Most of the people who I connect with during the week all are in home offices. Um, And I tell people a lot, you know, when they're frustrated, their jobs and, you know, don't necessarily have a business idea, look online for remote work and contract work. There's so much out there. Um, I do a lot of it as well. I love it. Um, Really the, 
the opportunities are limitless when you really dig in. And if you can't find anything online, just start asking your network. I can't like talk about how important it is to constantly be networking and asking questions. You just, if you ask somebody a question and they don't know, ask them, do you know somebody who may know the answer to this and have them connect you with someone else? And if you do that consistently enough, you're going to land on opportunities you didn't know existed. Yeah, I find that people don't, and probably myself included, take advantage of their network. I mean, we have friends and then friends of friends who I'm sure like have far reaching influence and abilities that I couldn't even begin to think about, or, you know, it'd be probably easier to just reach out in my network and find some answer than it would be to spend all day trying to learn it myself from scratch. So I think it's a really good point. What do you guys do? You said you work remotely. Just curious. So we're both uh, information security consultants and we work for a small company here in Atlanta. It's small, but actually pretty rapidly growing at this point. Um, So I do more technical things like uh, penetration testing and security testing. So like I'm almost like a hacker for good in that way. And then that's so cool. Yeah, it it can be (laughs) fun. And then Sarah has, is on a different team in the same company where she does governance, risk, and compliance work. So she is helping companies come into compliance for certain standards or um, you know, helping them develop internal rules and regulations that really aid in security and you know, kind of model the behavior of their employees and of you know, their developers and whoever is setting up their servers and things like that. So it's kind of cutting off, um, you know, any security issues ahead of the turn. So you guys are really, really smart because I have no idea what half of that stuff you just said was. (laughs) That's incredible. So besides your podcast and your blog and all that good stuff, do you have any sort of entrepreneurial um, ventures that you work on? Yeah, yeah, I do um, what I call mastermind groups. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that term, but I've been doing that for years. Um, It's really interesting. Um, Online group that we have, it's uh, several entrepreneurs who meet every week and just set goals and brainstorm ideas. Um, Started doing that, uh, goodness, I think in 2014 in my home. We just invite people over to my home like every Sunday night and we'd make a pot of coffee and we would just set goals and brainstorm. And we had so many people coming at one point that it was like we, you know, almost had to split up into two groups because it was just too much. And I was like, wow, we're really onto something here. And masterminds isn't anything that's new. Um, that's been around since Napoleon Hill. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Old school dude from back in the 1920s. But um, a lot of entrepreneurs do that. They meet in mastermind groups. And it's just been a service that I've been offering for a few years. I moved it to an online platform just because I believe in you know, the online world so much. It's really powerful. And you can connect with a lot more people. So I do that. And um, I'm, I'm with you guys. I do a lot of remote work. I do contract work for other entrepreneurs. So I stay busy with a lot of different, a lot of different things. So have you used sort of online platforms to find that work or just your network? To find the work? Yeah, to find your contract work. Yeah, yeah. It's been amazing. Um, I really encourage anyone, um, even if they don't know exactly what they want to do and they're kind of interested, is just start becoming as present as you can and intentional online as, as possible. And I'm not necessarily posting about what you're eating for dinner and everything, but <laughs> really start establishing yourself as a, a brand and a presence online. Um, 
and putting out really good content attracts people to you. It does. And literally I just, for the past few years have, you know, I started the blog and the podcast and just putting out content and putting my intention out there online. And people just come, people have contacted me and asked, Hey, I have this project and I like what you're doing. Um, also, like I said earlier, it's so important to constantly be networking. Um, as silly as it may sound, it is a part of my plan to network on a daily basis. I, make an intention to a certain amount of time every day to get online and start connecting with other people who I do not know and adding value to them, not automatically asking a question or asking for a favor, but supporting what they're doing and uh, just being fostering a relationship because you never know what's going to come out of it. Most of the jobs I've gotten have been, you know, connecting with complete strangers, adding value to them, you know, supporting their work. And it may be a year down the road, but they'll contact you and say, Hey, someone came to me and they have this project and you came to my mind. Here it is. Um, so yeah, just constantly be networking. And like I said, putting out content that's intentional online and just creating a presence, people will be attracted to that. Nice. So, just kind of recapping some of the things that we've talked about. Um, maybe can you give like three to five things that you think it takes to become an entrepreneur? I can give three to five things to become more entrepreneurial. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Okay. There's and the reason, and if you could edit this part out, I'll tell you kind of my, my thing about that. Um, okay. I think, I don't know, maybe you can leave it in. I don't know. Um, I think people get really hung up on the term entrepreneur so much. It's so silly. There's all these debates like, are you a small business owner or are you an entrepreneur or are you a contractor? What are you? People are arguing back and forth. And um, I hate that argument because A, it just, it's a waste of time. But B, I think we all, like I said at the beginning, you know, can be more entrepreneurial. And to me, what that means is thinking innovatively and thinking about being your own boss. No matter if you, you know, have a technical business where you're selling finger puppets or watches or whatever it is, or you're selling services or you're taking contract work from another business and you're, you know, uh, building a, essentially your own business from, from that, you know, running a B2B business. Um, I think first of all, just to be more entrepreneurial or become an entrepreneur, however you want to phrase it is to, um, take ownership of where you're at right now and, Stop placing the blame on other people and your circumstances. A lot of people have been dealt some really crappy cards in life and it sucks. But I love one of our, my previous podcast guests, you know, said, you know, everybody talks about playing the cards you were dealt. Nobody ever talks about playing go fish. You know, you can ask for a different card and trade in something that you have. And if you're constantly asking and being willing to humble yourself and do the work, um, nothing is limitless. I mean, if you take ownership of where you're at, things can change. It may suck and it may be hard, but it absolutely can change. So I think that's the number one thing to become more entrepreneurial in your ventures, no matter what that is, is own where you're at, completely own where you're at. Um, I really want to hone in on the networking side. I think that is so important. Even if you're not extroverted, um, you can be really good at networking. And the beauty and curse of online the online world is it kind of gives you an opportunity to um, 
talk to people who you might be scared to death to talk to in real life. I mean, you can send an email or a DM. You can be present online in an introverted way. Um, being as authentic as you can in that interaction is important as well. You never have to be somebody that you're not, but it's so important to constantly be growing your network and finding out um, the skill sets other people around you have because you can't do it all alone. Um, you just can't. There's not enough hours in the day. Um, let me think. Number three, you think we said ownership, networking. I want to say showing up every single day, even when it completely sucks and you're second guessing yourself and you're wondering what you're doing and why don't I just go get a normal job and be like normal people and I'm not seeing results right now and I'm frustrated and my mom and dad think I'm crazy and et cetera, et cetera. Um, showing up through all of that is what sets a successful entrepreneur apart from people who give up. Because it takes time. And I don't mean to be a downer. It's just the reality of it. And, you know, all of it sounds super glamorous. The freedom, the, you know, hopefully eventually financial uh, freedom. And it's absolutely possible. But it has to go through a whole bunch of unsexy moments of work and grind and being super focused and drowning out a lot of the um, inner doubts that you have and fear that you have. Um, yeah, I think when you can really hone in on those three things, you're definitely on the right track. Yeah, those are some really good points. Um, you've really been giving some great information. I'm definitely going to have to re-listen to this episode, uh, so I can remember everything, but, um, just kind of a recap for me. So we've talked, um, you know, about steps people can take to jump off on their own and um, what it takes to be, have more of an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit and, uh, you know, things people overlook and some of the rewards and some of the ways to kind of maintain a balance in your life. But just kind of a recap, what it would take to become a successful entrepreneur or to successfully change your spirit or attitude um, would be just, like you said, showing up, being dedicated and staying focused and um, also making sure that you are planning your life around it and around what is important to you. Um, and then just having the faith and strength to keep going. So uh, anything else that you wanted to yeah, include? Yes, I, I do want to add on there the willingness to pivot a lot, <laughs> um, pivot a lot over and over and over again. You know, I think you know, a lot of the small business owners that I work with, they're constantly, and I've done it, I've been guilty of it too, is, you know, you, you write this business plan, you get this sales funnel together, you have it set and figured out. And then the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time through going through it, you know, there's all these glitches that come through and you're like, oh crap, I didn't think about that. Or this didn't work or, you know, et cetera. Um, understanding that everything you write and you plan out, looking at it as a draft and being willing to pivot and change stuff often. And I mentioned earlier, I don't like the word fail. And the reason is, is, you know, when, when stuff doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to, or you hit a roadblock, when that happens, people like, I failed, I failed. And it's not that. It's really going, okay, that didn't work. What did work? Let me redo that. And being willing to um, 
change stuff a lot. And I know a lot of people don't like change, but that's, it's, it's a part of it is realizing that you're setting goals, you're setting plans, not to achieve them perfectly, but you're setting them to figure out what works and what doesn't. So you can reevaluate and try again. That's awesome. So we've talked about how, um, this really allows you the freedom to kind of make your life your own and you know, to be able to prioritize what your values are, such as, you know, if it's your kids and going to their games or uh, being able to go to conferences and events and being able to take your vacation when it suits you and, you know, not necessarily having to make sure that it's a good time for work, um, which are all really important things. Um, so, you know, based off of your interviews and your experience, um, it also kind of sounds like this would be a good path, you know, and make it easier for people to allow them the opportunity to travel, such as, you know, moving more into remote work and getting out there and doing things. Um, If people are trying to balance experiences and travel with making sure that they're, um, a new career or a new path is also getting off the ground running. Um, you talked a little bit about planning, writing things down and having a game plan and sort of scheduling things out. Do you have any additional like insights on how to kind of balance that? My husband's great about this. Um, I, like I said, I, I lucked out <laughs> with him in a lot of areas, but he, he reminds me of this a lot. So this isn't me. This is him. Um, but you know, if you're, Creating from a source that is completely empty, you're not going to create really good work. And a couple weeks ago, I was just really at a burnt out place, you know, just working, working, working. And I'm just like, I don't have any more ideas. I don't, you know, I'm so tired of because I spent so many hours in front of this computer and I love it. I really do. But, you know, he came in here and he said, Heather, um, you're taking off a couple of days and I want you to go to some museums and I want you to go pick up your camera. Cause I'm a photographer. I love taking photos and just go take some pictures. And I'm like, I don't have time to do that, Brian. He's like, you don't have time not to, you have got to be re-inspired and um, just get into that creative space. And, and I did reluctantly because like I said, I'm <laughs> a workaholic and I love it, man. When I, I'll tell you, those are the best couple of days. I went out by myself and, you know, kids were in school, went to some museums. Um, and I, I, since then I have been, I've gotten so much more work done. Some of the places that I was really stuck, I, I just kind of, you know, gone through it a lot easier. And so to answer your question, I think it's something that you can't afford not to do because if you're working so hard to create freedom and you don't end up enjoying that freedom, what was the point of it? You know, and I, th- I forget that a lot. And I know a lot of my friends do as well. So we're working really hard to create this life, but we don't ever stop and enjoy that life we're working so hard to create, if that makes sense. That does. I love that. And just thinking about, you know, like you said, if you're taking all this time to create freedom, but you're not enjoying the freedom, then what was the point of it? I love that. That's so great. Um, it is good to remember, you know, sometimes you do have to create and you do have to experience and you do have to explore and travel to be able to work and create more. So that's really good to remember. I love that. Yeah. My daughter asked me the other day and it was super humbling. She was like, mommy, why do you, why do you work all the time? And I told her, I said, well, I work really hard because one day I want to, you know, 
impact as many people as I can. And she's like, okay. And she kind of runs off. And I stopped and I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, instead of saying one day I want to do this when I'm successful and one day I want to, you know, like you said, travel here and go here and do that. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're really not. And, um, you know, recently did a podcast, one of my good friends from a few years ago, he passed away at the age of 30. And it was a huge wake up call for me and not to be like morbid or depressing or anything, but humbly realized that today is such a precious gift. And I'm all about working hard and, you know, sacrificing temporary little things to put in work for the big picture. But in the same sense, you know, if we're not um, enjoying the life and seeing the beauty of it and, you know, tapping into our creativity and impacting people now and really doing as much with the present as we possibly can, we may not have tomorrow. You know, we really, we may not. So I love that you're focusing in on that and trying to encourage people to uh, take in life now because it's, you know, our youth isn't something we should take for granted. It isn't. Yep. That's words to live by. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, Thank you again so much for taking the time um, to come on our show and speak to us about uh, the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, are there any, you know, last things that you want to touch on? And, you know, I know you have your podcast and your blog, but do you have any upcoming projects you want to um, share with us or just share with us the name of um, your website and your blog, things like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, the The website is, I'm super creative. Uh, it's just heatherparody.com. And the uh, podcast is the weekly parody. And yeah, the, the hope is just to inspire people to not use, um, you know, use excuses or pain or struggle as a reason not to do something, but instead use it as a driving force to do something really good and empowering in this world. And so, uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on. I completely back up the whole idea of traveling. Traveling opens up your eyes to the big world out there and makes you, I believe, a more compassionate and empathetic person because you see that the world's not all about you and it's not all about your little city that you live in. So thank you guys for doing what you do. All right. So that wraps up another episode of Thinking Liberty. Be sure to go check out Heather's website. It's heatherparody.com, and that's P-A-R-A-D-Y. And check her out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Her podcast is The Weekly Parody. And I saw that she was on Twitter, at Heather Parody. So be sure to go follow her on all those places. And while you're at it, do the same for Thinking Liberty. We're on Facebook. You'll search Thinking Liberty and find us. We're at ListenTL on Twitter. And actually on YouTube, we just uploaded something, really our first video content, where I took all the short videos that I've taken sporadically as we've done our two-year RV trip and you know a few international trips. And I just spliced them all together and put some music in the background so it shows you know, kind of a rundown of where we've been and the kind of things we've liked to have done while we've been traveling. I think it's pretty neat. And I'll put that in the show notes page at thinkingliberty.com slash 25. Well, that's it for this time. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Thinking Liberty. Subscribe to the show for free on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher at thinkingliberty.com. You'll also find detailed show notes pages, articles by Zach and Sarah, and more. We'll see you next time.